0: Hi. Right. Then Matlock. You can go in your dress or in your underwear, but you get out of here now. Toybean oil, cottonseed oil, palm oil, beef fat, lard, coconut. How long were you you knowing in the parked car? Oh, come on. Mr.
1: Oh, Matlock. Oh, your honor, come on. Mr. Matlock.
0: Oh, your honor. Who was that on the phone? Unlocking.
1: Wait a minute!
0: Welcome to Unlocking Matlock, the podcast that takes a deep dive into the hit show from the 1980s and 90s, Matlock, starring Andy Griffith. I'm your host Joe Vargo, and joining me is my co-host
1: Tony Grunwald. Hey, Joe, are you ready to matlock and roll?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm. You know, Tony, I'm always ready to to matlock and roll.
1: <laughs> Great. I hope I know I am as well. And I know all of you out there listening are as well. Thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, guys. I don't know if you guys have been on edge since the last episode as Joe and I have been, but uh, if you have not listened to the last uh, episode, I would strongly recommend listening to it again, because this week's episode of Matlock is actually uh, part two of a two parter, uh, the Don. Uh, That's covered, right. We covered the Don part one last time as we would. We thought about doing part two first, but uh, Joe talked me out of it. He was like, "Nah, yeah. we should do we should do part one first. And so I'm like, just a
0: sequential guy. What can I say? <laughs>
1: really. Um,
0: and you're definitely gonna want to go back to episode one because, uh, like all Matlock episodes, this is extremely intricate and complicated. It's a web that is weaved uh, over so much time in the writer's room by these
1: writers i mean Absolutely. they I mean, these guys worked real hard to create these mm-hmm. you know enigmas wrapped in a riddle you know like right. these very complicated uh you know mysteries you know that that you know the whole <laughs> audience would follow and or not be able to follow um yeah uh,
0: definitely not being able to follow is
1: <laughs> right generally it's the key to any great mystery and any hmm, great mystery writer yes. is to just be like I'm just gonna wing it for a long time mm-hmm. until the last couple pages and then I'm gonna bring it on home.
0: And uh Tony and I were kind of emotionally unstable this week, just uh, the cliffhanger that was left off on in this episode. We'll get to that soon. Uh was was pretty difficult for us.
1: I had a lot of trouble sleeping since this last episode. Mm. Um, I mean, I obviously was familiar with the episode, us being the number one and number two fans of Matlock. Um, of course. but still it's it's hard to it's hard to not. It's hard to not be affected by something so harsh. Is Matlock basically gets accused of being a liar and possibly being disbarred at the end yeah. of the last episode, and so, I mean, I couldn't sleep all week. I was.
0: I just have the muscle memory of watching an episode of Matlock, and it's case closed. You know, this episode, case not closed, case unclosed, case open. I'm, I'm rolling around in my bed so much. Uh, my wife left the room completely. I, I completely wrapped myself up like a burrito. I, I was late to meetings this week. I couldn't get out of my sheets.
1: <laughs> yeah. You, you, Joe was able to nose text me, uh, text me using <laughs> the tip of his nose uh, to let me know that he would be late. Uh, he was stuck in his blankets. And so I, you know, called for a ride and a ride chair and I had I was driven over to his house and I basically had to extract him from the blankets. That's um, right. You we were pretty in there pretty tight.
0: And I am so sorry about that smell. When you <laughs> finally when he finally got the jaws of life and got me out of there. I I cannot I cannot really explain what that was.
1: It's all right. Uh, yeah, I had a bad week too, I could not sleep. Uh, was up a lot. Just worried about Matlock. Worried about the future of our show. I mean, if Matlock gets disbarred, what are we going to talk about every every time we get together? I right. Mean, I have you and I both have <laughs> hung. We we pivot a lot of our life off of Matlock, and so yeah.
0: So as a as a side effect of this distress and uh, you know this lack of sleep, we were not able to write. You know, it's not our best work again in the Wikipedia entry. We like to get much more detailed. So this week is a little bit short.
1: Yeah, kind of kind of short and sweet and right to the point this week. Because uh, again, I could not, we could not bring ourselves to really delve into the details just because they were so upsetting. So, uh, so here is the Wikipedia entry for this week's episode, The Don Part 2. Matlock continues to defend a mafia Don who investigates a suspect closer to home than the Baron would want while Charlene blows her chance at a relationship (laughs) with Paul when she is unable to separate the man from the legend. So yeah, it's, it's Uh,
0: very very short,
1: very short. Uh, I had forgotten that when we wrote that we, (laughs) instead of the, the Don's last name is Baron. But when we wrote wrote the summary on Wikipedia, uh, we decided to give him the title of The Baron.
0: We just thought it was easier. It's it's a way of, it's what in writing they call a shortcut.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. Writing is 95% shortcuts, 5% naming things.
0: Yeah, we mostly used Clippy to write this.
1: (laughs) My Clippy got a virus, did I tell you? He he is not helpful oh. at all anymore and his yeah. his language is real really una- inappropriate now. He he's filthy.
0: Oh no, he's he's unwell. Your Clippy is unwell.
1: <laughs> My Clippy is not is not the normal Clippy anymore. It's not the Clippy I used to know. But yeah, so uh don't worry. We'll be back to our normal selves after this episode and you'll be getting the comprehensive wikipedia entries that Uh, we like to write for you that we like to spend a lot of time on because you're a biggest fan as Matlock as we are not, not as big as we are, but like, no, very close, you know, you're very close. So, Um, so yeah, the wild, wild ending to last, last time's episode. Yeah.
0: So we left off part one of the Don Matlock uh, is, might be disbarred Uh, a witness on the stand is saying Uh that Matlock told her to lie about her testimony.
1: Matlock would figure out a way to get justice done properly, not to hire some old biddy to come in and lie on the stand. That's ridiculous.
0: Absolutely. And so Matlock, it's oh boy, you know, it's watch out. We come back into part two of the Dawn and watch this, Matlock says, oh yeah. Oh, Oh really? I oh really I told you to fib what about what about Ananias from the Bible? Oh, oh. I mean I was on the edge of my seat at this point dude, Tony.
1: When he said Ananias. Mm-hmm. Dude I stood up and I was like, "What? I can't yep. believe he went there. He went right for Ananias yep. from the Bible. The
0: text that we
1: all know cuz
0: exactly. look, we all know the Bible.
1: We all know the Bible. We all know the Bible. We yep. all have several Bible apps on our phone. Mm-hmm. We can check any time of the day. Yep. Uh, we know it backwards and forwards. We all went through it. We all know it. So everybody at home, the second he said Aniasis was like spilling their drinks and yeah. flipping, like, what? What? they he dropped that. Uh, I mean, for you people who don't know, Aniasis was the biggest liar in all of antiquity. That's right. And you're like, uh, yeah, Tony, I know.
0: Yeah, of course, we know most of you guys know, but we do have to say it to be safe.
1: But, um, but yeah, so he drops this on the old lady who accused him of lying, and immediately all is forgotten.
0: Yeah, because no it, it proves Tony, uh, she said that she knew who Aniasis was, and she allowed Matlock to compare her to Aniasis. Now she looks like, uh, the biggest liar, not in antiquity, but of Atlanta. And exactly. That is a lot of liars in the city, as we've known from previous episodes, so that's pretty embarrassing for her.
1: I mean, she's not going to be able to show her face anywhere around town without anybody going, hey, that's that liar. You know what I mean? Like, it's the biggest stain you can put on your character.
0: Her reputation is over, and it's, it, again, Tony, it's don't ever cross Matlock. Don't even try. Because... all he has to do is kind of think about it for a second and he's going to come back with something pretty good.
1: Exactly. For, for people who think that Matlock only knows the law, like, come on. Like he knows more than the law. He's read other books than just law books. Well, Tony,
0: I I know you don't agree with me, but the Bible is the law. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've been over this a lot. You, yeah, it's, it's why I did so bad on my LSATs.
1: I mean, you had several people telling you maybe you should try reading some of the other books that you've been asked to read, but you were yeah. like, no, this is all I need. Oh, uh, I, I need.
0: think I'm good with the source code. Thank you. I think I can determine what happened from there on my own. Right. No, I. It, it, and I was it, trying to be a zoning lawyer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. It really does. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so to prepare to be for your L stats, you read the Bible uh, and then the Da Vinci Code and the Da, well, da Vinci yeah. Code sequel,
0: the companion pieces of the Bible.
1: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> the big budget sequels.
0: Yeah. Course. So Matlock totally redeems himself. Now Charlene is talking with Kathy Baron back at the Baron residence, the Baron Mansion.
1: Uh, so. so- Charlene is talking to Kathy Barron, the Don's daughter, and they're letting, they're kind of getting to know each other, getting a little friendly, and, in, and only in a you know professional sense. But they're learning about each other, and mm-hmm. they learn. Charlene tells her about Charlene's mother, which would have been Matlock's wife, and how she died when 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 Charlene was young.
0: Yeah, and this is this really it forms the relationship of Charlene and Matlock. They really bonded. Over that loss, and I hate to say it, but you know, as a Matlock fan, I've always celebrated the death of Mrs.
1: Matlock. It is, it is vital to the character of Matlock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The fact that he was his wife passed away, he then became He's a, a widower.
0: Sort of, yeah. Widower,
1: classic widower situation. Now and then, and then you got to bring up your daughter by yourself. Also, while, you know, becoming a a rising star in the legal uh, world. So her dying kind of sets off that butterfly effect to like get to where we are.
0: Um, So they bond over that because. uh, So, yeah, Charlene's talking to Kathy about not having a mother. And Kathy also did not have a mother. She was not in the picture. And she's literally not in any pictures because. Apparently, she had an affair. Was completely banished from from uh, from the baron's life as well as uh, her children's lives, and all of the photos of her were destroyed.
1: I wish someone would get rid of most of my photos.
0: Well, and Tony, I know how hard that is because you've you've employed me to help out with destroying most of the photos <laughs> from your awkward phase, which was uh, from the age of twelve to to thirty three. That's that's um, right. That's it's a right. long a twenty one year span is a long time.
1: It is. Uh, I, I feel like though it's a it's a gap that needs to be I need to have that gap in my history, in my story, because Joe, I looked so awkward. I mean yeah I, I had no idea on what size clothes to wear or yes. where exactly to put the part in my hair. Like I had a You lot had of,
0: several parts in your hair. You know, um
1: Three or four parts in my hair go in different ways. I was was a mess. You're such a good friend for like helping me destroy pieces of my childhood. I really appreciate it. (laughs) No pictures of the barren mom whatsoever. Uh, She was essentially uh, removed from their lives growing up. And they are all very upset about it. You can tell the the pain still lingers. Kathy's upset. Uh, the Kathy's younger brother,
0: uh, uh, Dan, Dr. Dan is upset. Dr. Dan is upset. Paul's Uh, upset. Kathy's upset. So while Charlene is talking to Kathy about her absent mother, Tyler and Matlock are staking out the woman on the stand that lied and tried to get Matlock disbarred, try to make a fool of him. Now they're just not going to let that go. They're going to try to figure out, you know, what is she up to? And Tyler is watching her like a
1: hawk. Tyler is doing what he does best other than complain about things. Mm-hmm. Tyler is, is is watching this woman. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's not going to let her get out of his sight. He wants to know kind of maybe if they, they think that if they watch her, they'll figure out who hired her to accuse Matlock of these things and lie. Uh, so they're both kind of just staked out in front of the yeah. apartment where she's staying.
0: It's an old-fashioned stakeout um, right across the apartment. Definitely not just kind of staggered away, just right across the street and, uh, with open windows just staring at the building.
1: Just car um, running, yeah. uh, hanging out the windows. Uh, oh, also Matlock
0: is outside of the car in his uh, baby blue linen suit just kind of milling about. Right. Um, not, not at all
1: nah Obvious. mind you everybody pay, go about your business nothing funny happening here uh just checking out this lady's apartment uh you know she accused me of a crime in court almost got me disbarred uh, uh paid no mind and so they're sitting there and then like all of a sudden out of nowhere like 12 cop cars pull up and surround tyler and matlock and they yeah. get out in a mad rush guns out you know and I,
0: yeah i thought like oh good they're gonna go get her
1: yeah yeah i thought th- that they figured out that she's a liar that she's the biggest <laughs> liar in all of atlanta <laughs> yeah. and the cops the cops are gonna take down this liar and i was like yeah the cavalry i was excited i was pumped i was standing up mm. and then all of a sudden they're surrounded matlock and tyler they're pointing yeah. their guns at matlock and tyler yeah. and i'm like wait a minute
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. This,
1: yeah, this is not right. They end up accusing... They say, so this is where the drug deal is going down. Right. Like, what? Matlock and Tyler are not dealing drugs. Excuse me? Right. Pardon me? Uh, Matlock, a drug dealer? Uh, that's almost as preposterous as Matlock being a liar.
0: Right. And Tyler, a drug user? I don't think so. He's got he's got his head on his shoulders uh
1: so this is ridiculous like somebody so i feel like there's another liar at work here joe
0: yeah more lying
1: this time the liar has called the police falsely on matlock and tyler to uh get them to get to get them in trouble
0: and they Um, react very aggressive to a phone call about a drug deal i almost feel like this is definitely in the Reagan era of war on drugs. Oh, right. Um, this is right. real evidence of that. Uh, no questions asked. Uh, mm-hmm. Guns drawn. About a drug
1: deal. The Joe, the war on drugs is very complicated, and so mm. back then in the eighties.
0: Uh oh, I feel like I'm about to get schooled here.
1: Uh, well, you know, take your dunce cap off, and you're all right. <laughs> um, uh, back in the eighties, man, they. Any like they were so determined to wipe out drugs and the scourge of drugs in our communities and in our cities um, that they had to take all tips and all leads on possible drug dealing seriously. So it's not like just send one cop to check it out because it's like, well, what if something bad goes down? So it's like, yeah, what if they
0: have Uzi's?
1: Exactly, classic 80s weapon and Uzi. You heard about him in the 80s. You didn't hear anything about him afterwards. It was strictly used in the 80s. Yeah,
0: so Matlock and Tyler are in cuffs. Some detectives pull up that know Matlock, and right away they realize, oh, this is wrong.
1: Yeah. Uh, Do you think we should put a disclaimer before this episode, Joe, that there's a possibility that people are going to get upset by seeing Ben Matlock in handcuffs?
0: I feel like people need to see it. Because you need to remember, this could happen to you. That's right. That's why it, it's always important to establish relationships with people high up at the police department as much as you can. Uh, Tony and I like to pop in and bring try cookies.
1: to get.
0: Bring cookies. Yep. Bring yep. cookies. Yep.
1: You just say, "Hey, hey, fellas! Tony and Joe here. Just mm-hmm. stopping by, say hi, thanking you for all you do." and make sure that you remember us, so if something happens, yeah. that you know that it's us, and we didn't do that thing.
0: And then we walk away, like we're gonna leave, and then we turn around real fast, and we yell, pop quiz! And we oh. yell some Matlock trivia. And it makes them real edgy.
1: Really. Uh, the thing about cops is you always want to, if you surprise them, they love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So,
1: so because of his relationship with the police, they they almost immediately recognize their mistake. Like this is Matlock. Tyler works with Matlock. There's no drug deal going on here. Um, In the background while they're, they're figuring all this out. uh, Guess what? That liar lady that was in court, she's being Mm. snuck out of the, out of the hotel apartments and being driven off. So clearly this was a distraction. They called the police to distract Matlock and Tyler so they could sneak out the front door because there wasn't a back door in the building. I'm not sure.
0: Matlock was best in this situation, but we get to go back to court, where that's really Matlock's wheelhouse. Let's let's be honest.
1: He's safe at home. He's safe at home in the courtroom. safe
0: at home in the courtroom, and we're at the part of the trial where they interview jury members to see, uh, yeah, to see uh, who's the biggest idiot of them all, uh, and we'll, well, I mean. This is your chance, jury members, to say, uh, I think they should hang everybody, and uh, I, I'm a killer, and uh, you know, get out of jury duty, whatever you have to say.
1: Right. Admit to the crime that they're being, they're trying at the moment. (laughs) It will confuse them so much that they'll be like, uh... We should probably talk to you in another but why don't you? This he can't right. be on. He can't be on the jury if he committed it's, the crime.
0: It's going to be less of a bother to make yourself a suspect in this case than <laughs> right. it is to be a jury member.
1: That's exactly right. And
0: these morons are just being like, I, I think I could uh, consider the the facts of this case fairly. Mm.
1: Oh, I think, yeah, yeah, if you presented all the facts to me. I think I'd be able to uh, come up with a uh, logical conclusion. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you can tell, like, the DA is trying, as you remember from last time, the DA is trying this case personally. And you can tell the frustration on his face that mm. he has to talk to these mouth breathers. Yeah. And he's just, he's dying on the inside. He's yeah. just like, I cannot stand talking to these idiots who could clearly get out of doing this mm-hmm. with just a couple of words. Or honestly, if you make a funny enough face while they're interviewing you, yeah. like if you just like scrunch your face up or even like pretend like you're, you, you're unable to put your tongue in your mouth and keep it in there. Yeah. They'll just be like, all right, you're too distracting. You have or to get out. Of here. Just
0: Tarzan yell. Right. Make them think that you're Tarzan.
1: Right. Right. The Tarzan excuse. I can't tell you how many times Joe and I have used the Tarzan excuse to get out of doing things. You just immediately start doing the Tarzan yell and your, your family, your boss, whoever will be like, you need to leave, go. There's something wrong, go. And so you can get out of anything by doing the Tarzan yell. Yeah. Uh, quick tip right there for you. So yeah, the, the Matlock and the DA have to interview mm. all these jurors who just have nothing but stupid expressions and no, nothing going on upstairs, if you know what I mean uh on whether or not and, they they would yeah. be able to handle this position this job
0: yeah and matlock's asking the juror uh have you ever heard of me and <laughs> the juror's is like uh yeah i read the paper uh it's like yeah of course you've heard of matlock of
1: course you heard of matlock um everybody knows matlock everybody knows that he's the most uh famous attorney in atlanta And that if you have a problem, Matlock can probably help you. Uh, It's like common knowledge. Uh, And this guy's acting like it's some big thing that he knows. Oh, of course. Like it makes him, like it it sets him apart because he knows who Matlock is. Guess what, buddy? There's dogs in Atlanta that know who Matlock is. You know what I mean? Like you're nothing special. You're just another stupid idiot who's going to get suckered into being on a jury. Yeah,
0: One of those, another moron that listens to mail.
1: (laughs) Right. I mean I never, listen, I never listen to my mail. No. Ask, yo, how many times am my how many times am my power getting shut off in my in my water because I'm like I don't listen to mail.
0: You don't have anything in your house from bed bath and beyond.
1: <laughs> I've never got a coupon. Because I, I I don't yeah. I think it's a trick. It's clearly a trick to get me to be a juror, to be in jury duty. So exactly. I throw away all my Bed Bath & Beyond coupons. That's the beyond part. Because, exactly. That's the beyond. Because the second you go in there, you're going to get handed. You're going to be like, oh, so, so do you think you'd be mm-hmm. a fair, you'd be able to <laughs> listen to evidence? I'm like, ah, I just came for some towels. I'm just here for some towels and a new cutting board. And now I'm at jury duty. So do not throw all of your Bed Bath & Beyond coupons away immediately. That is just jury duty. It's just a scam to get you to go to jury duty.
0: That's right. Um,
1: so many good tips and information in tonight's in today's episode, Joe.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, Tony adding Bed Bath & Beyond right now. I love it. Uh, putting them on blast. Look out. Look out. Now that Matlock has done this awful, boring part of his job. Now he can really do the kind of lawyering that he wants to do. Uh, the hunter that witnessed the shooting of Eddie a is now on the stand. You know, the Hunter was kind of far away. He was about 20, 25 yards away from, from where the shooting happened. Uh, but he's saying, he said, he's saying he saw Nicholas Barron shoot Eddie a, and he's saying that's who did it. Mm-hmm. So Matlock is, uh, I don't know. You know, I've had to look far away before. I don't think so.
1: Right. Um, so Matlock does kind of a familiar trick that a lot of attorneys mm-hmm. will do. Um, mm-hmm. Not really a well-known fact, but most attorneys also have to have a little optometry training. Um, That's right. They've got to be able to test a person's eyes on the spot in court. Yep. Um, it was a move that was kind of pioneered by lawyers like Matlock, who... Yeah would go kind of uh, use unconventional methods to kind of get uh, information out of people Mm -hmm. and to kind of test whether or not they're telling the truth. Yeah.
0: Well, is your eyesight actually good? Is your hearing actually good? Let's put it to the test.
1: Exactly. So again, whenever you see um, many books in the offices of attorneys, those aren't just law books. Mm -hmm. Well, there's the Bible and there's the law books. Mm -hmm. And then there's, books about ears and hearing and and sight and and all that because a lawyer has to know, has to have information about every possible angle he can, he can go after. He's like, you say you saw, you know, the, the uh, Baron shoot the shoot at EA, you know, so Matlock immediately is going to test that information out. You say it was about 20, 25 yards away. Guess what? That's the length of this courtroom. Can you see that person from over there? But guess what guys? doesn't work because this guy his vision is exactly what it's what he says it is
0: yeah so matlock gets a stable of old men to try to trick uh the hunter um and he's having him kind of recreate pointing out where uh nicholas baron is and he's pointing him towards some of these old men decoys and the hunter is still able to point out Nicholas Barron, and I was shocked that this plan did not work.
1: I mean, Matlock has had a rough time so far. You know, between the getting called a liar and almost disbarred, he had his he had the cops kind of swarm him. He had his, mm-hmm. his his suspect, one of his persons of interest, sneak away on him, and he had to talk to the stupid jurors. <laughs> and now this dude has totally gotten he is totally like blown matlock's theory that he was not able to see because he was so far away this guy's vision is great as far as like spot the old men go this guy would be like the grand prize winner because he was able to spot the correct old man immediately i mean yeah we pitched that game show to the game show network of spot the old man of like where we would show you an old man at the beginning and then kind of do a mix-up where we'd mix them all up
0: yeah well guys. It got confused in our pitch because um, I, I kind of had a different idea. We kind of went in with two different ideas. Mine was spot on the old man. Um, and it was about kind of, you know, guess what this old man's liver spot looks like. So it, it got very confusing. We just weren't on the same page. Wow. And it, yeah,
1: we got asked to leave pretty quick. So another bridge burn at the Game Show Network, but it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> We'll get him. We'll get him.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, this guy's able to he, this guy you know, he doesn't fall for Matlock's trick at all. He spots the correct old man immediately. He still points out uh the Don, uh Nicholas Baron, as the as the shooter. So now Matlock Matlock is not able to uh make any kind of progress here as far as defending his client. The Don is getting upset, you know, his sons, his you know, his his real creepy son Paul who's who's in line to be the next Don like he's clearly upset you know Matlock's not he's not his tricks aren't working Matlock is having a very hard time with this case
0: yeah Matlock's tricks are not working he's off his game so I think we should take a break here Tony and get a word in from our sponsor
1: hey everybody it's Tony and Joe he's here too I, we just wanted to give you another quick update on our big summer event, the Unlocking Matlock Fan Fest Cruise 2020. I know you guys are all so excited to come along with us and celebrate the show. You guys know about all the amazing and exciting events we have planned for, the, for all of you guys, our Unlocking Matlock family. We've got meet and greets uh, with Joe and I. That's it so far. It's just Joe and I, but joe is going to be hosting a murder mystery that's going to run the entire two weeks uh so bring your notebooks because you're going to want to make sure you take down all the clues as they Mm -hmm. come about i'll be hosting a bunch of trivia nights that are very hard and no joe you can't play oh we got a series of workshops planned uh, a bunch of team building exercises real estate seminars um we're (laughs) gonna have a bonsai tree cutting class (laughs) <laughs> karaoke, I want to hear all your beautiful voices. Uh, of course, you know we got our band, the Willmet, Illinois Community College Dis- Dixieland Jazz Preservation Society. Uh, as you guys know, a 30-piece, a 30-plus member Dixieland jazz band playing the Matlock theme nonstop the entire two weeks. We also know that you guys are excited about one of our excursions. Uh, we got a, one of just one of our little stops along the way. It's a ancient, uh, a, a real-life, actual treasure hunt you guys uh we're gonna go find the legendary cursed golden severed head along with world famous fortune hunter hurricane spencer it's going to be real life action and adventure and danger guys there's going to be actual danger i need you to sign send in your waivers to the foursquare space uh foursquare account as soon as possible our lawyers are insisting on it uh that's going to be great uh we're also going to have very very special guests You may remember there was a bit of an email mix up and that people were told that surviving members of the Beatles would be on board. Well, guess what? There will certainly be individuals who from a distance resemble the shape and size (laughs) of those people. Uh, So get your autograph books ready, guys. You know, from a distance, from a Mm -hmm. distance though. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know about you, Joe, but after all that stuff I just described, all the exciting stuff we're gonna do, Amazing fun-filled days. I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna be a bit hungry at the end of those days. Oh yeah. Well don't worry, guys, cause we have quite the treat lined up for you. Bring your appetite appetite. Get those bibs on. Cause Joe and I have <laughs> been corresponding with the cruise ship's executive head chef and her staff. And we are we have arranged to have some delicious unlocking matlock themed dishes prepared for you. A lot of people probably don't know that Joe and I love to cook. We're real foodies. Yeah, oh yeah. We want to kind of get together and show our skills for you guys. We've come up with some Unlocking Matlock and Matlock and podcast-themed dishes for you guys to sit down with us every night and enjoy with us. Uh, we have the mystery meatloaf. Ooh, what's it made Ooh, of? Who knows? Uh, leftovers. It is from the, from the rest of the ship's food. Uh, we got the podcast pudding. Ooh, yummy. Mm. Uh, the subscriber shrimp scampi. Mm. Yum, uh, yum. The Tony Baloney sandwiches. And the Joey Bologna sandwiches. That's right. It's gonna be so good. That's gonna mm-hmm. be so delicious, so yummy. Uh, yeah. I've also, uh, uh, drinks, everybody's gonna want a special, everybody loves to have a special themed cocktail when they go on a cruise. Uh, we have uh, the Matlock Teenies, which are, of course, <laughs> uh mountain dew code red and gin mm. <laughs> delicious mm. so uh the problem was is i think joe and i i think you and i may have overstepped a little bit with the chef because you know these chefs like they're so yeah they're so touchy because they live this rock and roll lifestyle you know like they're so badass being a chef taking ingredients and right. together yeah. in a specific way
0: Chef Melissa has not really um, been able to take any notes.
1: She's she's too cool. She's too cool.
0: Too cool for notes. And, you know, Tony and I are certified foodies. Um, We do take pictures of our food every meal. Uh, We do put that online and we do share with our community what we're having. And a lot of the feedback we get is pretty positive, some negative. Some people say... You know, that looks that looks pretty
1: bad. <laughs> that looks kind of gross. That hey, looks, Joe,
0: hey, that Joe, looks spoiled.
1: Hey, Joe, big fan. You may have wanted to have cooked that longer. <laughs> Great.
0: I, pitcher. Yeah, pitcher, I the, like, on the
1: pitcher is good, though.
0: Yeah, I like my foul pink.
1: <laughs> you know, and if you don't, there's probably something wrong with you. If you haven't had a pink fowl, mm-hmm. huh, sorry. Sorry about you. <laughs>
0: You know we've been given some of these notes to chef melissa uh, i've given her my family potato salad recipe because i feel like it'd be a really nice addition
1: it was so and i mean that's a family that's been in your family for a long time
0: mm-hmm. so since the I 1700s think, yeah
1: and even and back then that was hard to find potatoes so um,
0: absolutely and yeah. so
1: i think you were being very generous and kind by sharing this recipe with chef melissa but again Super cool, badass chef. You know, yeah.
0: It's impossible to make the recipe without feeding sixty people. Right. Um, you can't downsize it, and I've tried. I've tried. I've tried making it just for a dinner party. It's not possible. The recipe calls for sixty. You're feeding a village. It is so much mayonnaise.
1: (laughs) It's it's an astonishing, almost offensive level of mayonnaise. (laughs) Amount of mayonnaise. It is so much. Like, I don't even know where you get all that mayonnaise. But the end product is great. End product That's is great. Right. It's just a lot. It's just heavy, and it's a lot. It was she, first of all, she kind of was upset that she had to even modify her scheduled meals a little bit to accommodate our our fan fest. You and know. I was like, look, we're paying the you know we're paying the bills on this on this go Eventually, yeah. Eventually, at some point. Um mm-hmm. Please book your rooms as soon as possible.
0: Oh, we really, really need, yeah,
1: we yeah. really need that. We need it really, really. For really this
0: to work, that. people need to come, and exactly. I, I don't, you know, I don't want to have to keep saying this. <laughs> but I mean, we're doing so much for you guys. <laughs> we're, we got a treasure hunt for you guys. I'm doing <laughs> this murder mystery is driving me crazy. I feel like I'm, you know. I feel like I've been murdered, and we, we need you guys to sign sign up.
1: And all that potato salad, we have, it's going to be so much, you guys. You have to. You have to come, because Joe's recipe for potato salad is so large. I feel like you you got to come, and you got to enjoy it with us, um, especially now, because Joe and I have made Chef Melissa so upset and angry that she has actually quit her job. And she is Mm. no longer working on the cruise ship. And let me tell you, Joe, the phone call I got from the cruise director was not pleasant. Mm. He was very rude. And he's blaming us for all of this. And it's like, well, I get it. But like, what if your chef was able to maybe roll with it a little bit more uh i'm yeah. sorry i thought improvising was like a very uh, a key aspect of of being a chef is like on the fly kind of doing everything and she can't even handle a, a you know a couple tons worth of potato salad recipe
0: yeah like, i thought being on. a rock and roll star was about being in a band you know <laughs> you can't you can't work with your drummers with right. i can't i can't right. do a, a a solo guitar riff
1: exactly exactly like you can't you can't jam with your equals yeah you know like we already
0: said we're foodies
1: we're foodies did you hear i'm sorry did you hear that we were we are foodies we take pictures of our food so she quit and the cruise director's like well what am i supposed to do now and i'm like um we just said we're foodies joe and i can handle it so now uh joe and i will be providing all of the meals on the 14 day cruise uh to the entire cruise ship and it's going to be difficult, but I think we can handle it. I think, you know, we've been in tough spots before. Like I say, Joe and I, we know a lot about food. We like food. Uh, we are interested yep. in the um, aspect of making the food. So I think we're going to be able to, to pull this off. I don't and see this.
0: I, yeah, problem. I've been really just excited about presentation. Um, oh. There's a lot of different things I'm working on. I'm kind of, we're kind of getting rid of the plate concept. Uh, we're getting rid of uh, kind of utensils we're rethinking right now we're rethinking how food enters our body how we ingest it what it looks like so uh, we're, we're working hard on that we're, we're using chemistry to kind of make things look different
1: absolutely we're changing the game we're changing the game and you know what at the end of the day I really hope that the cruise line is gonna thank us because the way Joe's mind works I mean he's gonna be cutting out dishes and so we're like you don't need to pay for a dishwasher now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're now saving you, uh, uh, you know, money payroll. We're saving on your payroll now. So uh, I think they're going to thank us in the end. And um, and hey, if this works out, Joe, we might have a new uh, a new career lined up for us as the uh, first cruise ship that serves food that is meant for looking at and not <laughs> eating. That's right. Uh, that Joe is planning on like. I'm telling you, the science that he's he's working on and kind of just this outside of the box thinking, I mean, food that you don't even have to eat. You just- Well, listen. it's,
0: you know, Tony, I mean, you know, we both, you and I have a ton of foodie friends. We're really connected into the foodie network of uh, fans of food. And, you know, people out there are just getting tired of the same old, you know, here's your food on a plate. Here's the entree, here's the side. We're going for something a little different here. Uh, No entrees, no side, uh, no plate.
1: It is, I can say, this is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. You guys are not going to want to miss this. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I need you to do two things. I need you to book your tickets, Mm -hmm. and I need you to bring your appetite. And we will see you all on the Unlocking Matlock FanFest Cruise 2020.
0: Yeah, also in the comment box, please check chicken or fish.
1: And if you're allergic to bee stings,
0: so we're back in the courtroom now, Tony, and the the gardener is on the stand uh, from an earlier episode. Who's the Kovacs gardener, and also does different odd jobs around the house for them?
1: Absolutely, he. So Kovacs, instead of employing uh, uh, regular folks to kind of be their uh, household help, uh, Kovac entire employs nothing but fellow former uh, mob, uh, people. So he's got the, the gardener is the former driver. Um, you know, his, uh, landscaping guy is, he probably was some sort of uh, drug dealer at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 the maid is, she was an assassin, you know, she, so they just, they did, they did not go through the regular hiring service. They just brought in the people that they already had, uh, this guy though, the gardener, is a former driver and he confesses or tells matlock uh while on the stand that he actually used to drive kathy baron around which is funny because she's on the opposite side of the mob you know i mean she works for the other family what matlock then deduces is then kathy had some sort of personal relationship with the um
0: the deceased kovac who was blown up in his car uh, by Eddie A, and then who Eddie A was later killed, and shot. Wow, what a, you know? What a bombshell! We have an affair now. This is kind of a, a Romeo and Juliet kind of situation. Uh, the <laughs> Capulets and the mm-hmm. um, Montagues, Cartiers, the Montagues.
1: But yeah, so it's it, it is revealed on the stand that Kathy, the Don's daughter, was having an affair. <sighs>
0: because now that this gives different motive to the Kovac man being killed, you know, does it have anything to do with this affair?
1: Exactly. Matlock's like, wait, I thought this was like a mob war thing. Right. Well, it doesn't sound like a mob war thing at this point. Mm -hmm. Now it kind of sounds like it was maybe like,
0: now we're getting back into Matlock's wheelhouse here a little thing, bit, like, right?
1: Matlock doesn't know how to prosecute mob crimes. Mm-hmm. He does know yep. how to defend against uh, an affair. <laughs> dudes, dudes sleeping around. He, that's, yep. his, that's right where he's at. He no, found his way in. Now he's 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 you know he this is where he can get to work mm-hmm. now. This mm-hmm. is where this is where Matlock comes out to play. You know, yeah. I
0: mean? he's is, he's got a he's got a landing spot and he's got his groove back. Um,
1: this, is this is it how Matlock got his groove back. He's yeah. re- he's ready to get, get back to work. He immediately goes and into his bag of tricks and he's like, Okay, well, if she was having an affair, let's follow that lead. Let's go yeah. down. Let's, that
0: let's let's follow that. Let's let's mentally jog through what if kathy did it what if kathy's the killer and so what he does is well let me go down to the car lot have a look at the car uh that the killer was driving and he has an exchange with the security guard at the car lot that is kind of indescribable
1: it's it's pretty amazing it's i think in day-to-day life we've gotten so addicted to our screens joe Uh. so addicted uh, uh, I'm so Give me addicted. my
0: screen.
1: Uh, I'm so addicted to my screen. I don't want to have personal human interactions anymore. I'm a robot. I'm a robot. Ah, oh, it's just so sickening. <sighs> and I know. What this scene represents is an actual human being mm. talking to another actual human being mm. in a delightful manner. About nothing. T- about nothing. Making small talk, joking around, giving each other some good-natured ribbing. Yep. I mean... It's how to build a
0: relationship, and uh, I think we have a, a clip of it here. Hey,
1: <laughs>
0: cup of coffee, Toby. Oh, God, thank you, Ben. Listen, don't tell me you've been told. No, i just like to take a look at the barren carpets, okay? Sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> no donuts, they hum, Ben. <laughs> <in. laughs> you and Helen find a house yet? No, no, we're still looking. It, it, it's a big decision, you know, it won't get any smaller. Nigga, with that waistline with those donuts. Well, listen, it's hard to give up donuts, yeah. man. I mean, that's, that's amazing. And, you know, th- these are the kind of conversations I try to have on the train. Um, and, it, you know, it doesn't really – people just aren't ready. They're, Like you said, they're just hooked into their screens.
1: Right. They're so busy looking at their screens. Like, they do not react well to your questioning what they're eating or how much they're eating.
0: Well, I always bring an extra coffee with me. Right. and i've been offering coffees to people
1: you and yeah you've got stains on your jackets from Mm -hmm. where it spills you burns on your hand i do bring
0: i do bring a box of donuts too
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely like you're set to go like but this is how see this is the lost art of making friends though you know what i mean like this is this is you trying to attempt to do something that it's like playing, playing an instrument that nobody's heard the notes for. Like you're, you're you know what I mean? Like you're playing on a different level than all these, you know, mindless zombies. Ooh, ooh let me, let me check on my f- f- virtual farm animals. Ooh, let me, I got to feed them some more jewels, you know, or whatever, whatever we're right. doing on our phones. It's fine. It's so, I mean, this is how we make friends. This is how we make interactions. And honestly, like this is, it's I, I'm a little bit, touches me a little personally because like Joe and I actually, you know, we became friends in a, in a, 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 a impound lot as well. Um, uh, we, we, we had gotten our cars towed uh, separately, you know, and, and we were walking around the impound lot trying to find them. And again, we, we just kind of bumped into each other and just mm-hmm. struck up a conversation. We eventually found his car. Yeah.
0: You were actually, and- you were, you were laying on my hood because you were so, frustrated you couldn't find your car it's you weird kind of yeah laying on my hood and banging on it
1: <laughs> I, was, I was really angry because he the guy told me where he thought it was and it clearly wasn't yeah. there. he just pointed in another direction right. for me to walk and away. you were
0: doing a big baby voice you were saying <laughs> i'm never gonna find my car i'm never gonna find my car
1: i'm gonna be stuck in here forever <laughs> and i was kicking my legs and hitting your car and you were like hey man hey man calm down. We'll find it together. Like you were so kind. You gave me a cup of coffee and got uh, some donuts with you. Right. We, we hung out. And then like, you know, you got, I, you know, I, I, uh, I got in your car and we drove around the lot and you, I was like, Yeah, hey, there it is. And he's like, wait a minute. And you saw what my license plate was. And my license plate is uh Matlock fan number two. And you said, get out of the car and look at this. And so I got out of the mm-hmm. car. And you showed me, your, you pointed to your license plate and it said Matlock fan number one. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, it's just been it's just been a lifelong friendship ever since that well, day.
0: Well, yeah, there was kind of immediately an argument though, because you said, you know, oh, that's why I can't get Matlock fan number one.
1: I Yeah, there was some anger at first because right. I had been calling the DMV for months trying mm-hmm. to get that plate and they would not give me the name of the person who had Matlock fan number one, you know, and I was, I was getting very irritated. And, and, and so when I found out it was you, like we had some words for a minute, but we figured like we came to a conclusion. Right. That yes. We would we settled on being number one and number two. Um, some days we switch our plates too, depending on the mood. <laughs> I don't and that's, know.
0: that's why our cars keep getting towed.
1: there's <laughs> a problem. It's the problem.
0: So, uh,
1: uh, so, yeah, that's how Joe and I met was in the car lot. But like I say, yeah. this is the little moments on Matlock that, we, that are like our, our favorite moments. When, when Matlock isn't dishing out some hard-fisted justice, he's just a regular guy making friends along the way. Um, but, guys, did you catch that about the seat? the seat was too close to the steering wheel. Yeah, wow. so,
0: yeah, Matlock notices that the uh, seat that the killer used is up real tight to the steering wheel.
1: Yeah, and I don't know about you, Joe, but uh, as a man, yeah. I certainly would never drive so close to the steering wheel.
0: I sit in the back seat like Hightower <laughs> from Police Academy.
1: Oh, they know. They <laughs> that Everybody knows Hightower, man. Uh, this is the thing, though. Like Hightower, though, Joe, unlike Hightower, Joe is not able to just physically rip his car seats out. No,
0: I, I do have to straddle still my uh, <laughs> front seat. So I'm it's actually, not- I'm in the back seat and I have a friend drive. <laughs> and I just kind of say, turn here.
1: Right, right. Joe, basically Joe gets a driver. Joe's,
0: yeah, it's Joe- an Uber.
1: Yeah, it's just. but uh, yeah, so Matlock discovers that the seat was pulled way too close. Again, this is Matlock. This is Matlock's playground. This is where he, mm-hmm. he thrives, so it's like, okay, so we have an affair. Mm-hmm. We have a seat that's pulled way too close up. Like mm-hmm. those are the little details that Matlock can then build a case off of and build a defense off of. Yeah you know,
0: that's so he the takes proof these, he needed.
1: He, exactly. He takes these little details. He also comes along a little fact at some point that in Eddie A., the bomber's apartment, there was a bunch of photo albums. There was a photo album that had some faces cut out of some of the pictures. Um, not like the pictures that like Joe and I have destroyed. Like Eddie <laughs> kept them. He vandalized them. Like There was pictures with faces cut out of them, which is some real serial killer stuff, but it's fine. <laughs> Matlock like, doesn't, doesn't pay any mind to that. Um, but again, he puts that on the checklist box. So we're back in court matlock gets kathy on the stand Mm -hmm. and kathy once presented with the evidence of being driven around and having an affair uh a seat that was pulled way too close and uh having uh the face of a photo in the locket around her neck she does what everybody would immediately do when presented with that evidence she confesses what
0: what choice does she have tony I, i know she's been boxed in uh, Matlock is making a mockery of her. Right, It's falling apart. The it, it, odds, the odds yeah. are against her.
1: Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do when Matlock runs wild on you, <laughs> brother? <laughs> confess. You confess. She immediately yep. confesses. She says, I did it. Mm-hmm. She says, I killed. So we got a couple murders to account for. She says that she hired Eddie A to blow up Kovac because Kovac would not leave his wife. Yeah. Pretty common complaint for an affair murder. Um, Could have
0: blown up the wife.
1: It makes a little bit more sense to blow up the wife, but if you're mad enough, I guess, you would blow up the person that you supposedly love. (laughs) So blows up the Kovac because he wouldn't leave his wife, uh, has Eddie A. do it, and then kills Eddie A. Because Eddie A., had also been involved with her mother's disappearance. Ah, uh, so, the
0: perfect crime.
1: The perfect crime. Two birds, one stone. Mm-hmm. The perfect murder. Kill as many people as possible <laughs> in one fell swoop. Yes. And you won't have any issues. The problem is she messed up. She pulled mm. that seat way too close in the car. Yeah. And she had that picture. You can't do that when someone like Matlock is on your, on your trail. You know no. what I
0: mean? Any little detail like that, Matlock has got gotcha. you.
1: Exactly. Um, so she confesses. This means that the Don, while responsible for many terrible crimes over his life, is not responsible for these crimes at all. So she's going to go to... His His case is dropped. The DA stands up and basically is like, you did it to me again, Matlock. No hard feelings, yeah, though. The, the DA,
0: life. who seemed like a really tough cookie, uh, just gives up immediately and right. says that, right. that the... Yeah, and the, says that the people rest their case and clearly nicholas uh, Barron had nothing to do with this
1: exactly so he had nothing to do with this they're going to drop their case and now i assume create present a new case for this kathy now that she's confessed
0: matlock sees nicholas Barron outside the courthouse nicholas says you know matlock you're right a little too late
1: yep a little too late, which was such a heavy message because he's not only speaking about his relationship with his daughter. I think, Joe, he's even speaking about his life. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of life has I, have I led being some crime boss, Ooh. breaking people's legs, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, taking money, ripping off vending machines, or you know what they do. Remorse. Uh,
0: remorse.
1: Remorse. That's what he's got. You know, he's, his, his, his daughter has been reduced to a criminal. And is now going to spend the rest of her life in jail because so, uh, she, she did double murder.
0: So another case closed by Matlock. He does it again. It took him twice as long this time, uh, but man, it was well worth the ride. I mean, this was—I'm uh, uh, surprised that this wasn't up for Oscar contention uh, back in the uh, 1986
1: when it premiered. It's strange to me, especially because mob movies, while technically Mm -hmm. like genre movies, have always been like prestige pieces. Like people always love, always love a good mafia story. Yeah, of course. And this goes up there with 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 the best of them. I mean, The Godfather Part Three.
0: Yeah, Married to the Mob. Yeah. Yeah. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. (laughs) Greece. Yeah. Yeah. All these mafia movies. Mafia
1: movies. This this goes up there with the best of them. I'm mm-hmm. surprised you you know you, not only awards. I'm surprised that this was only a two parter. I'm surprised it wasn't like a three or four parter. I mean, yeah. there's so many things to unpack, and mm-hmm. it's a testament to the actors. It's a yeah. testament to the writers and the director oh, yeah. that they can condense and summarize such a, 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 a such a, a high drama as this was. I mean, I mean, it's it's the story of ages. You know, it's the story of ages. So.
0: Absolutely. An incredible, incredible couple episodes. Um, So, Tony, as we do in every single episode, uh, I think it's time for the Don Knotts watch. Now, uh, Tony, was Don Knotts in this episode?
1: Don Knotts was not in this episode.
0: Thank you so much, Tony. That was our Don Knotts watch. Uh, Maybe, you know, I. I really thought maybe Don part two, they would have corrected their mistake and said, you know, Hey, we forgot to put Don in this. Um, but he still, still not in this episode.
1: You know, he's a slippery one. Mm-hmm. He slipped right out of their grasp again. Right. And, uh, so we'll, we'll get him some point. I'm sure yeah. he's, he'll pop his little, his little head up here at some point.
0: I paused my VCR. I thought he might've been in the uh, uh, quorum of uh, old men, uh, oh. but he was not
1: just a bunch of different old guys. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They weren't able to get, well, he plays young. Don Knotts plays young. It's true. I mean, you can, <laughs> you look at those movies where they would cast him, he would be the lead and his yeah. love interest would be like an 18 year old girl. That's right. You know I mean? like 18 year old rising actress, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it didn't make any difference because he, he looks and he plays. So he <laughs> plays like a <an> <laughs> young man. Yeah. In you know, spirit.
0: I mean, he is spirit. a He's young actress. man.
1: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We will, we will catch him. He'll be in one of these, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, this episode has been wonderful. It's taught us a lot about family. And life. And I tell you what, it's really made me concerned about, more concerned than normal about car bombs, Joe. I think yeah. it kind of, the episode kind of acts as a PSA about car bombs and to maybe double check your car before mm-hmm. you get in it and start it because there might be a car bomb in your car.
0: It could be. I'm glad that we're leaving you guys with that thought. (laughs) Just something to think about.
1: Something to think about. Something to chew on. Think
0: about anyone you might have crossed.
1: Any enemies you may have made that have the capacity and power to place a uh, explosive device in your vehicle.
0: Yep. Well, this has been another uh, episode of Unlocking That Lock. Take care.